Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 140 of the Layover Live podcast. I'm Jason Swick, VP of Strategy and Insights at Symbolview. On this episode of the Layover Live podcast, Heather Walter, Marketing Director of Visit Bucks County, stops by to discuss local storytelling. Heather and I discuss their From the Locals blog and podcast, how they are measuring success of the two mediums, how they are producing and promoting the podcast, and more. Hope you enjoy. Each week, the smartest and brightest destination marketers from all over the world talk about the latest trends, happenings, and challenges that affect the travel and tourism industry today. Digital marketing executives, CMOs, and leaders from DMOs of all shapes and sizes share their insights and stories to help you become the best marketer you can be. This is The Layover Live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 140 of The Layover Live, where we bring you the top article from The Layover each week. I'm Jason Swick, VP of Strategy and Insights here at Simpleview. And on this episode of The Layover Live, I'm joined by Heather Walter of Visit Bucks County. So, Heather, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks, Jason. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here as well. Um, we're, we have you on today because we're talking a little bit about local storytelling. And, you know, in every single city, there are restaurants and there's shops and cafes and other businesses that, when combined, help us to define our brand narrative and story about our destinations. And as consumers, we often make decisions following our hearts rather than our heads. I know I do that all the time. Uh, and as destination marketers, we can oftentimes use that to our advantage. Now, with a well-toward story, we can trigger those emotions and make people fall in love with our brand and make emotional decisions to engage with us and hopefully influence them to travel to our destinations. Telling those local stories can be done in many ways, uh, including through social media, which we've seen a lot of, through videos and a host of other mediums. But one of the most effective ways is with podcasting. A destination that is doing podcasting and doing it very well is Bucks County. And I'm joined today by Heather Walter, who is the marketing director of Visit Bucks County. So maybe for the folks out there, Heather, maybe a little bit of background on yourself and, and let people know who you are. Sure, absolutely. So I have been with Visit Bucks County for about six years now. I am a local of Bucks County, so so born and raised here in my hometown. Um, but prior to that, I worked at um, Sesame Place in Bucks County, which I don't know if everybody out there knows what it is, but it's the only theme park entirely based on Sesame Street. Um, although it has expanded oh. and has a couple of lands um, in Florida and some other areas too. So I spent about four years um, doing marketing there and social media, and then kind of made this natural progression um, to visit Bucks County in, in my marketing role. Well, awesome. Well, good. It's, it's led you to us today, right? To have you on the layover. So, so we're so happy to have you here because we're talking about, you know, local storytelling. And our article of this of the week this week comes from uh, the Digital Marketing Institute, which talks about six ways that brands can boost their storytelling. Um, it's a really, really good article. So I want you to check it out. But I really want to jump, you know, right into it um, with you. Uh, right now, there and just talk about uh, this. This first question that I have for you is, you know, as Katie and I talked uh, a little bit before the show, we really love your from the locals uh, blog and podcast. I think it's awesome. If you haven't checked it out, I'd encourage all of you watching to check it out. Uh, but tell us a little bit more about maybe how that 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 came about and maybe the strategy behind that. 
Sure, absolutely. So our From the Locals blog started, we were actually going through a website redesign um, with SimpleView, and we were looking at the blog space and what kind of made sense and what story could we tell that we weren't telling. And obviously, um, local storytelling is such a hot topic and a reason that people make travel decisions. Um, so it made sense for us to stick with that From the Locals theme and to really lean into a lot of the locals in Bucks County. And we're, we're positioned um, in a unique area. So we're close to New York and we're close to Philadelphia. And we have a lot of these entrepreneurs who maybe go and work in Philly for a while or work in New York and then come back and start their businesses here in Bucks County. Um, so we found that to be a theme and there's just a lot of interesting storytelling. So our blog initially was our attempt to dig deeper into content. So I'm sure we all struggle with this, but we only have so many people in our office and we can only dig so niche into certain topics and into our downtowns. And we really wanted that, you know, what is the nightlife scene in our small town of New Hope or where's the pl best place to, you know, get tacos in Bristol and all these little um, kind of hidden gems throughout the county. And so we thought that we could lean into some of our locals to tell those stories for us. And so we really just put calls out on social media um, to find some local bloggers. And that was really the evolution of From the Locals. And that's been in existence for about six years. So that was the start of that. And then about a year and a half ago, one of our From the Locals bloggers, Brooke, came to us saying that she was actually going to start a Bucks County podcast um, and asked us if we would want to host it. And so as much as I would love to take strategic credit, um, our best ideas always come from our, from our locals and they always help to add layers to our content. And so it was really a blogger um, who came to us and said, you know, I have this idea, are you guys interested? And as you said, there wasn't a whole lot of podcasting happening in the DMO world. So we kind of did our research and toyed around with, should we do this or not? It wasn't initially in our plan. Um, and then we sat down with Brooke and really started to look strategically at, you know, how could this layer onto what we're already doing and what is the cost and does this really just make sense for us? And so... Obviously, we landed on, yes, it does. Um, and it was such a low cost initiative that we were kind of looking at, you know, risk versus reward. Um, we can do this for a really low cost. And, you know, even if it doesn't work out, um, you know, we weren't investing a whole lot of money into it. And so we sat with Brooke and we talked about, you know, what are, what do we do with this podcast because we don't want to duplicate something we're already doing and we don't want it to be boring and we want it to be successful. What can we talk about? And we kept in the office going back to we go out and meet with these partners and we hear their stories about their businesses. And we always come back with a like, hey, did you know that so-and-so did this, this, and this, and then decided to start a farm or whatever it might be? And and it's hard to sometimes tell those stories you know, on our websites or Facebook or, um, you know, there's some of those opportunities in YouTube and, and I'll get to that. We did do a YouTube layer to our podcast, but it was really, you know, how do we come back and convey those pieces that make us so excited when we're out visiting tourism partners? And so we landed on our podcast being about the stories behind the entrepreneurs and why they ultimately chose to start their businesses in Bucks County. And we thought about it in a couple of weeks too, because we weren't sure you know, will people listen to tourism podcasts? Like, is, is that enough of a thing or do you need another reason that you'll also be listening? And to us, 
you could also be someone interested in starting your own business or, you know, opening a BMB or whatever it may be. And this might be appealing to you as that audience. So it wasn't, you know, overtly, this is a tourism thing. And, but how can we tell multiple stories and really make sure um, that we're keeping people engaged? So that was really the hook to the podcast. And, and that's where we started. So we are on, we just launched episode three. Um, and our first, this was about a year and a half ago that we started to talk about the podcast with Brooke. And so it was pre-pandemic <laughs> times. Um, and we, at the time, were launching an ice cream trail and a sweet spots trail, which was focused on our bakeries and ice cream shops and really candy stores, anywhere that you could get sweets. And you could travel along this trail um, and get this cute little plush um, reindeer when you were all done. Um, so... That concept was out there, and we knew that we had some really good bakery stories. So our first podcast was with um, a local baker who started a gluten-free bakery, and he um, his story was really about you know he had worked in bakeries when he was in high school, and he learned from his mentor, and he you know just loved baking, and then he came to the point where he was starting to get sick and realized it was from baked goods. And that he, um, you know, couldn't eat gluten. And so now he needed to kind of reinvent himself and, and start a bakery that was gluten-free and still make really tasty treats. And so he just had a really great story. And um, both Brooke and all of the people that we interview, we always make sure they have, you know, soothing voices and, you know, easy on the ears. So um, it was just a really good fit. And so that was really the start of From the Locals. We had recorded our first podcast literally weeks before um, COVID-19 kind of came into play. And so we were in this weird conundrum, like, do we launch it or do we not? But we ultimately decided that, you know, people were really listening more than ever to this kind of content. Everyone's spending more time virtually. So we did still launch um, that Happy Mixer episode, although some of the talking in it maybe felt like it didn't necessarily apply to the current times. And we kind of referenced that, you know, the beauty of podcasting is you can edit. So we did a couple of interludes talking about COVID and how things have changed. Um, and then from there, we've continued to talk with B&B owners. We just, um, our last podcast was with a local farm. Um, and so it's really, it's been fun and it's been a great way for the, us to tell these kind of behind the scenes stories. No, that, that's wonderful. And thanks, thanks for sharing that. And, 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 you know, you make a good point there. It's like, who better to tell these stories than the people who actually lived them, right? You know, you, you kind of, like you said, struggled to kind of like figure out how we wanted to showcase these things. But, you know, those locals are the best ones to tell those stories, right? And they're authentic and they're meaningful. And I know like when I'm looking for travel or, or others are looking for travel, it, it, you know, we talk about those, those hearts and minds uh, approach, which I mentioned in the intro, right? Um, a lot of times those local stories really hit the heart um, and allows us to then want to support those communities. And, and as DMOs, as we're moving through COVID and we're trying to provide more value, um, it's a great way to connect with your local businesses, a great way to show value and show how the DMO is helping to, pr to promote and um, put local business out there. So great, great job with that as you're wearing many hats. And I'm glad you guys did take the opportunity to also try it out and give it a shot because um, it is a great way to help tell that brand story. Now, um, in looking at that though, you know, kind of what was your overall you know, goal of the, uh, uh, of the blog and the podcast? You touched on it a little bit, but you know, what are you guys trying to get out of it? Like, how are you guys measuring success then? What's success look like to you guys? 
Yeah. So um, we 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 didn't have a benchmark for you know downloads, and so that was tricky to say. You know, what are what is our goal when we launched the first episode? Um, and so we've seen you know, we when we hit that hundred mark, we were like, woo! I guess that's a good milestone. <laughs> um, and so we were happy. And so now for us, it's really been growth. Like we knew what the first episode did, and so how can we continuously grow um, the number of downloads for each particular episode? But beyond that, it's more about layering onto our content as a whole. And so um, the podcast has become another piece of our content strategy. And so when we're putting out a From the Locals blog, you know, we're cross-promoting that on social media and we're making sure that the theming complements what else we're doing. So um, I mentioned, you know, our latest one was Shady Brook Farm. And so obviously farms are a big thing right now in Bucks County and there's pumpkin picking and apple picking and um, haunted opportunity, not necessarily hay rides these days, but there's haunted drive-throughs and other um, things to take part in. So we're really making sure that when we plan out our podcast for the year, that it is a layer of content that complements everything else we're doing. And so for us, that's, you know, always the ultimate goal. How do you keep layering on um, and, you know, increasing that messaging so that people ultimately get it and make a travel decision? Yeah, it's a good point, right? Is to help nurture that relationship and influence that travel. And to your point too, because it's a it's a pretty fluid medium, right? Uh, which you mentioned, um, it allows you to then pivot to what's happening for a given time, um, as you can kind of move and angle things differently very quickly. Um, which oftentimes we have to do it for a campaign or things of that nature. There's so many moving pieces that that's not terribly easy to do. Um, so now it's going to kind of lead, in, I think, into uh, my next question for you. Uh, then Heather is. You know, um, and it's curious for us, too, because I'm more so because I want to know, but I know I'm sure people out there who are thinking about starting a podcast may have the same sentiment. You know, what kind of, of resources then go into this, right? I think for a lot of people, they think, well, there's so much that goes into this, like this big production. I got to buy all this equipment. And that's typically not the case. So maybe maybe get into like, you know, how you guys are producing those, like what kind of resources maybe you guys are, are going into. I know you guys are using uh, Brooke locally, but maybe, you know, what are the resources um, it takes to produce the podcast? And, and then maybe a second part of that is, is then how often are you creating and promoting, um, you know, those podcasts, maybe get into to, to some of that a little bit. Yeah, no, great questions. And right, that was obviously when Brooke came to us, we were, you know, naturally in a DMO, what is this going to cost? <laughs> um, and so we, we did a lot of digging and we worked with Brooke. And so um, in terms of equipment, um, it's pretty minimal. So we needed an audio interface, um, some microphones, cables, stands, headsets. Um, and then we use Adobe Audition to do all of our editing. And so we had actually already had that platform here. So that wasn't an added cost for us. Um, we used a site called Buzzsprout to do, and um, Brooke had actually helped us do a lot of research on where the best place um, to host the podcast would be. And that is, it's, it's $15 a month to host it. Um, so it's really minimal cost. And so when we're looking at, you know, our entire investment, it was really like less than $2,000 to get this up off its feet. Um, and then Brooke obviously is, you know, one of our bloggers and, and we don't pay our bloggers, um, but we did actually offer to pay her something minimal um, for the podcast as our host. And some of that was just, you know, as a DMO, we had to look at, you know, what if Brooke decides she doesn't want to do this again someday, right. sure. but it's still sure. successful for us. How do we make sure um, that we can keep this going without her? And so we felt that we really needed a contract and, and to pay her as a host, um, even though she was, you know, willing to just do it kind of out of the kindness of our heart. So 
I would say, like I said, less than $2,000, a pretty minimal investment. Um, and it's out there on, you know, iHeartRadio and Spotify and Google and, and all of the major platforms. So it's really not a lot in terms of a monetary I think we got lucky that, um, you know, we had a blogger that was interested in doing that. I would say for other DMOs, that's probably the biggest challenge is, you know, who is going to host this for you um, and, and what does that kind of look like? So for us, when we were sort of lucky that that fell into our laps, but I think that would be the biggest hurdle for someone trying to get this up off its feet. Yeah. Yeah. Good point there. I think, uh, you know, it's, it is challenging. Like the content and the, and the hosting, I think, uh, to your point of who's going to do it, um, depending also how often you're doing it, um, is, is the part that's the tough part to figure out. But again, if you already have a content schedule going and you have some themes going, you've laid some of these things out, um, you know, naturally some of these topics can come right out of those things. It's just another way to talk about some of the things you already have in there. So how are you guys then getting it out there? How are you guys promoting it then? Are you guys doing most of your stuff through then social media or how are you guys getting uh, the message out there? We are. So, um, so we produce monthly um, and we've been trying to remain consistent. I think that's also key with a podcast is, um, you know, once you hook a listener, they're going to keep coming and looking um, for an episode. So we want to make sure that there's some sort of a consistency. Um, we don't necessarily have an exact date, but we know that every month there'll be a new episode that's out there. And right now we're just we're really solely using social media um, for cross promotion. And, and we've seen, you know, I think good results. And like I said, our, our goal is to kind of keep building off of what we started. Um, but like you said, especially in, in COVID times when a lot of our other, the rest of our marketing budgets were being cut and you had really minimal um, spend, this was a great new endeavor and, and a way as a DMO to stay relevant and hey, we're doing something new um, that was really, really low cost. Yeah, yeah, really good points. And, and, and no surprise whatsoever that you guys are using social to push this out there. You talked about you know, the relative ease from a distribution standpoint, there's so many platforms out there that you said, um, and I agree with you on that, that can, that can push out uh, the podcast to many, many different outlets, but you still have to get it out there in front of people to know it's there. Um, and so social media, uh, same thing for us, it's been probably the best way to be able to promote it and get it out there um, as well. And probably email, you know, email and social through all of the pandemic have been really the workhorses, I think, uh, for a lot of DMOs. And it sounds like the same for you guys over there in, in, in terms of getting it out there. And the nice thing about podcasting as well is that it informs um, your other content, right? You can do an interview with a local um, you know, business owner that then turns into a blog post, which you then can cut up into smaller pieces of content and showcase that on social, which helps push these other things. So it's a great way to repurpose content as well and kind of create the, the pipeline and keep it full. And also really capture the, the personality of a destination, which I think is important as well. So, you know, in wrapping up, I think one thing I wanted to, to ask you about, Heather, that we've asked all of the guests on here um, with experts like yourself and with others is we want to get those tips of, of, of what you can do um, right now. And I think, uh, again, getting multiple, you know, um, you know, multiple views on different things or what's worked and what hasn't worked for different destinations has really helped all of us get through this thing as we're all going through it together. So maybe some, you know, what tips do you have? And, you know, whether that's, you know, tips for podcasting or something else uh, more in general, um, you know, what tips do you have for your fellow destination marketers out there that you would be willing to share? Yeah. Um, so for us, I feel like there's been a huge learning in COVID and it's really been 
Um, we say it in the office so many times, like we're going back to the basics. And so, um, you know, we had grown so much over the years. And um, one, I think, not trap, but something that is very common of DMOs is that, you know, we're always on the cutting edge and what's the newest thing. And we're rolling out all this new creative content, but really um, doing it at such a rapid pace that we don't always step back and say, how are we going to like use this? <laughs> we need to be able to use this for more than one quarter in our marketing. And so I think um, during pandemic times has really forced us to take a step back and be super duper strategic and, and about what it is we choose to do um, and making sure it makes sense in the overall plan. And so uh, we've really looked at analytics more than ever as an indicator. Um, you know, we've really gone back to, is this an initiative that will drive overnight stays? Um, and how do we how do we prove that? And just really going back to the basics of who we are and, and what our goals are as an organization and how can we make sure that we work really smart so that everything that we do meets one of these goals. Because, you know, there's less of us and there's less resources um, and, and also leveraging locals. And so so many of our bloggers during all this were, were at home and they had time and they wanted to write and as you said, everyone felt this love for their community and, and for their hometown. And so we now, you know, where maybe at one time we were having staff write a lot of this content, we've developed these relationships um, virtually even with our with our bloggers and our podcaster that they are really truly extensions of our staff and doing it, um, you know, at low or no cost. So I think, you know, just, just going back to the basics of who you are as a destination um, and really leaning into that as you try to move through these challenging times. Yeah, great stuff. Um, I, you know, I have a, a, a little tear of pride coming down here because I love to hear you say, <laughs> I love to hear you say uh, getting back to simple, right? And just kind of uh, getting back to the basics because I, let me tell you what, I could not agree with you more on that um, as, as my little tear of pride is drying up on, on the side <laughs> of my face here. But um, I, I, I could not agree more. I think this is a good time for DMOs because of the cuts and because things have happened. Um, to kind of do some housekeeping and some spring cleaning and really tighten up those channels that, that really um, are important to us and really feed our websites and feed our engagement with our audiences, right? Things like SEO and content creation, right? Things like email marketing and social media, those have been staples during this whole thing. So I think getting things back to um, simple for right now makes a lot of sense, right? To do all the crazy weird ideas and all these other things. Um, there's a time and a place for that, but I think what we need to do is kind of you know, kind of this crawl, walk, run approach, right? And I think it's smart to get back to basics first and, and get that foundation tightened up. So when we make the pivot and we're ready to turn the faucet back on fully again, and we get back to some sort of normalcy, that we have a, a firm foundation to base that off of. And so great insights there. Um, really love that you guys are doing the podcast, Heather. So thank you so much for coming on today and sharing that story with everyone. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, and thank you for tuning in each and every week. If you're not subscribed, please do so now. We're also available uh, through uh, podcasts as well on Spotify and iTunes. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you next time and have a great day.